Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 25, beginning in verse 1. These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewelry. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great. For it is better that he say to you, Come up here, than that you should be put lower in the presence of the prince whom your eyes have seen. Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end, when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another lest he who hears it expose your shame, and your reputation be ruined. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear. Like the cold of snow in time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need lest you be filled with it and vomit. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint, like one who takes away a garment in cold weather, and, like vinegar on soda, is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him water to drink, for so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue an angry countenance. 
it is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. As cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a far country. A righteous man who falters before the wicked is like a murky spring and a polluted well. It is not good to eat much honey, so to seek one's own glory is not glory. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Friends, let's look at that last verse for just a moment. It says, a city broken down without walls. Now, back many years ago, a century, maybe two centuries ago, many big cities would have walls surrounding the cities, and those walls were built for protection from the enemies of their country. And what this verse here is telling us is that we have to keep control of our spirits. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And friends, things are going to happen in our life that we are not planning, that we are not expecting to happen. And really, whether we have a good life or not, a lot of times is going to depend on how we react to these things that we were not expecting in our life. I believe this is one of the ways that we can be set apart and act differently than many people who do not know Jesus and are not a Christian. We can act accordingly. We just need to chill. We need to take a chill pill when some things happen that we're not expecting. We don't need to go off the deep end. Things are going to work out. And being a Christian, sometimes people think that once they receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, everything is going to begin to go okay in your life. And friends, that simply is not the case. There are still going to be things that happen in our lives that should not happen to us. You know, sometimes bad things happen to good people. And there will be times when things happen that we are not expecting. Today we are going to continue in our series on Matthew's Gospel. I began this series last week, and this is one of the joys of having a podcast like this because I get to share the wonderful book of Matthew's Gospel. Yesterday we went over chapter 4. Today we're going to go into chapter 5, but before we go into chapter 5, I just want to quickly review what we did yesterday. And if you did not get a chance to listen to yesterday's podcast, I would invite you to take a look at that before you listen to this. But basically what happened yesterday is at the end of chapter 3, Jesus is baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist. And we began yesterday's podcast in chapter 4 immediately 
after being baptized, Jesus was drawn into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And at the beginning of chapter 4, we find out that Jesus went 40 days without water or bread. And I want you to think about that. It says, and he was hungry. And when he was hungry, and we can use an analogy today, when we, he was hungry, then Satan came in and tried to tempt him three different times. Friends, Satan is still in that process today. He is going to try to tempt us in ways that we are vulnerable. So we need to be wary of the fact that he is going to come after us. And when he does, we need to know how we can confront him. Yesterday we learned that Jesus always responded with the word of God. Today we are going to be going over chapter 5, and chapter 5 is very, very well known because it is known as the Beatitudes, and I'm going to be reading this briefly, shortly, but we're going to talk about how we basically are to live our lives. So I'm going to begin in chapter 5, beginning in verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. What this verse is telling us, that if something happens to one of our friends or something, and if we mourn, then we're going to be comforted as well. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is talking about having a humble spirit. We find out in the Bible it says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That is what this verse is about. If we humble ourselves and walk in humility, then we are going to inherit the earth. I like this next verse, verse 6. It says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Friends, we should all want things to be righteous. We don't like it when people who are doing bad things are basically rewarded for doing them. We like the idea that if somebody breaks the law, that they are arrested and they are put in jail away from society for the time being. So basically what this is telling us, we want things to be righteous. This is why we have our judicial system. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We are to have mercy for those who are less fortunate than we. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I love that verse. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. 
friends, I like the idea of being called a son of God. We are to be peacemakers. We are not to add to the fuel. We've learned this in Proverbs, if you've listened to this podcast on any number of occasions. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Friends, I've told you on a number of occasions, if you are a Christian, and if you let people know that you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, some people are going to make fun of you. Some people are going to persecute you. They're going to tell you all kinds of things, and we need to stand strong in that. Let me read verses 11 and 12. It says, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I want you to give that some thought. Now, I'm not going to read any additional verses from chapter 5, but this is what I'm going to do. In chapter 5, beginning in verse 13, they have titles in chapter 5, and it says, Believers are salt and light. This is who we are as Christians. We are to bring flavor to the world. We are to be different than regular, ordinary people because we have the love of God abiding in us. If we love people and are kind to everyone, we're going to stick out a little bit because many people in the world are not like that. The next title is Christ Fulfills the Law. Murder begins in the heart, and I want to read, beginning in verse 21, it says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. Now, friends, what Jesus is telling us here is that we're not only not to think about murder, But he is taking it a step further, and he's telling us that we shouldn't even have evil thoughts in our mind about other people. That is something to think about. The next one says, adultery in the heart. Once again, it says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. Listen to what he says next. He says, But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And friends, I'm going to mention this. This is not gender specific. So ladies, you can think about a man the same way in your mind. I call it undressing someone in front of you. It's almost like you're trying to picture what they would look like 
without their clothes on. They're not even talking about going through the physical act. They're just talking about doing it in your mind. And Jesus is telling us we are not to let our imaginations go there. And sometimes if you are still in this way of thinking, that can be very hard for some of you. But let's strive toward that thought that when you look at people, even if they're very attractive of the opposite sex, that we're thinking of them as a pure person. We're not thinking about them in that way. Marriage is sacred and binding. God instituted the, the marriage covenant, and that is what he wants people to do. He does not approve of divorce. He doesn't want anyone to get divorced. Jesus forbids oaths. And what that is telling us is that if we tell someone that we're going to do something, then we should do it. If you know for sure you are not going to do something, do not tell people that you're going to do it. Next, it says, go the second mile. And what Jesus is telling us here, that when we take, make an effort to help someone, that we go out of our way to help them a bit more than they might expect. It says, go the second mile. If you go to the effort to do something, really, really step out. That way, you will differentiate yourself from regular people. And finally, our favorite one, love your enemies. And friends, I know this is something that some people just don't get. How are we supposed to? Why are we supposed to love our enemies? And let me answer that second question. The reason why we should love our enemies is because Jesus loved his enemies and because he tells us to do it. It's not easy, but that's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit dwells inside each and every one of us listening today. And now we have the power. We have the power to look at someone through the eyes of Jesus with mercy, with compassion. And friends, a lot of people act the way they do because they're hurting inside. And there's an old adage, hurting people hurt people. Friends, a lot of times people simply don't know what they're doing. They can't help themselves. So we need to do everything we can to try to change that thought process. My call to action today is going to be a little bit different. What I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to pretend that you were on that hillside, that you were one of the disciples, and you had just been invited by Jesus to become one of his disciples. And this is one of the first things Jesus did. 
Earlier in chapter 4, we ended chapter 4 by saying that Jesus went and he preached in the synagogues and he healed all kinds of people. And because he was healing all the people, everybody followed Jesus. And that's why we had the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus wanted to speak to these people that were flocking around him and were beginning to follow him. What I'd like for you to do today for the suggested scripture reading, and I don't want you to just do this today. Today is Thursday. What I'd really like for you guys to do today, read chapter 5 and read chapter 6 and read chapter 7. These are the three chapters of the Sermon on the Mount, and I'd actually like for you to read all three of these chapters the next four days, if you would. And what I'd like for you to do is, as you're reading this, keep in mind that you are on that hill listening to Jesus teach how we are to live our lives. I want you to think about that. Anyway, friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I invite you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth and die on a cross so that all of my sins would be forgiven. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you for doing that. Jesus, I recognize I'm a sinner, and no matter how hard I try, I always seem to fall a bit short. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me and take residence inside of me. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, I'd like for you to reach out to me on my new webpage, which I just started. So write this down. It's Wisdom Today, B-K, those are my initials, Bill Kelly, B-K.com. And you should have an opportunity to write any questions you have, and I will get back with you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we close out the week with wisdom.